Subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show Shooting the Breeze. Welcome, everybody, to the Cool Explorations podcast. Uh, today in studio, we have Miss Fredia. She is a singer and a Christian, and she's here to share her testimony with us. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. Um, well, I'm a mom. And I'm a nurse. And actually, yesterday, June 1st, was my 35th anniversary. I graduated from nursing school. So um, I I do outpatient nursing now. I work for a surgeon. We deal with pancreatic, rectal, and colon cancers. I love what I do. I've been there for three years. Uh, So um, I finally got the niche in the job. But being a cancer, breast cancer survivor twice, I understand when you get the diagnosis of cancer, you know, you're all over the map. Um, And then 1996, I believe it was 26 years ago, I started out um, singing in my first band, Blues Music Works as a blues singer. And then a few years later, 2002, 2003, I ventured off and formed Blue Phase, F-A-Z-E. Years later, formed Miss Freddie's Blues Band. And um, I also have an acoustic band, it's five piece, but it's a little bit softer, um, called Miss Freddie's Home Cooking Band. And that band, we do gospel. So whenever we are commissioned to play gospel music, we call ourselves Glory B. And that's the title from a, um, um, an original song written for me by Mike Sweeney. He's a bass player in Pittsburgh. So um, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds That's like you enough. keep yourself busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I stopped looking at my calendar because it's it was sending me through anxiety. Like I wouldn't call it attack, I call it anxiety misery. Because I'm like, holy cow, look at all this, what's going on. And this is not only personal, but family job and music. So I just shut my calendar off. I just make sure it's up to date. And I'm like, I hurry up and get out of it. So, but I'm blessed that I can still do the things that I do. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about your testimony and what God is currently doing in your life. Um, so, you know, I have been through a lot of things, um, throughout my life. I've always been a praying woman ever since my oldest uh, was born. Actually, before he was born, I was pregnant with him. Um, But I did not come, and I I say this because a lot of people may understand it, I did not come to God's side until about 1998, my first diagnosis of cancer. I cried for 24 hours and I just, you know, I was fit to be tied. I was scared to death. I was angry. And I even questioned God, like, why me? What, what is going on? You know? Um, and then my mother called me day two. So I'm still crying 24 hours straight. And, you know, I'm just sobbing on the phone and she, my mom didn't really know what to say, but she said, you know, you, you have to get yourself together because, you know, your kids need you. And right then and there, you know, I don't know what it is. We hung up and right then and there, I stopped crying and I said, okay, obviously God is speaking through my mother. Um, she, she didn't know what else to say, but, you know, 
And so I started praying and then, I mean, really praying like forthright praying. And I, you know, I called myself bargaining with God, but you don't call it that. And I said, if you get me through this, I am yours for however long you have me here on this earth. And so, you know, it's been up and down, up and down. And so that time period in my life, um, I became, you know, one of God's warriors. I became a Christian woman. I'm not perfect by no means. I have done some things that I'm not proud of, but it's not to the point where I've hurt people, not that way. But um, it's always a life lesson for me. And it's kind of interesting because with that diagnosis, I told my surgeon, I said, it's going to come back in the other breast. I don't know when, but it's coming back. And he's looking at me like, oh, no, you should be fine. So I, the first time was just surgery. The second time was surgery and then chemo. Because I told him, I said, I knew it was back. And it didn't bother me. I said, I'm, I'm in for the fight of my life now. Because I ended up developing infections and all that. But I always prayed. I've been praying every single day. But really every single day. It's like, it's not about me. I'm going through this for a reason. So that's my testimony. I needed something to happen in my life to make me realize God's there. He's here. I just need to realize that. Yeah. And oftentimes when we have those uh, why me moments, God answers, well, why not? Like, why not you? Like like if it's not you, then who else is it going to be? And, and, uh, you know, he, he works, he works on his zero trials. And that's why I love yeah. hearing people's testimonies is because God does, he helps us grow through all of our, our trials and our struggles. And, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, um, and, and it's not easy. I tell people, you know, we're not perfect. I'm not trying to be that perfect because if I'm that perfect, then what am I doing here on this earth? Um, my goal is to be forthright, to be to be the philosophical one, the helping hand. You know, I have bad days, but I also have great days. I don't call them good. I have great days. And, you know, on my social media, I'm always positive. You know, we had all these big political wars, the last like big presidential election before that. I just, you know, it's kind of interesting. People think that gives them carte blanche to be mean and nasty. Well, actually it doesn't. You know, if you call yourself a Christian, no matter what religion or even whatever religion you are, and you are, you know, it's like, okay, yes, I go out and help mankind, help at the food bank, you know, whatever you do. But, you know, you've got to do that 360 degrees, not just at that 20 degree mark. You've got to do the whole 360 degree mark. And it was just very, very interesting. And I just kind of shook my head. I said, number one, my opinion about religion and politics is my opinion. Number two, I don't talk about religion and politics with a lot of people because we all have our opinions. At the end of the day, I respect who you are. You are my friend or family. I love you, but I'm not going to argue with you because you're not going to change my mind and I'm not going to change your mind. But I can give you reasons why I think and feel the way I do. But I mean, it, it's, <laughs> you know, when all of this is going, and even with COVID, and I'm a nurse, and I said, well, first and foremost, 
I took an oath to save mankind. So let's just put that out there. That's my oath. I took an oath to save mankind and do the best that I can to my ability to keep people safe and to preserve, you know, health. So, you know, um, there are certain things you have to do, you know, and, and that's just me. I have no opinion, but I tell people you will not step in foot in my house as long as we're in a pandemic. And so far, the only one has been in my house and my boyfriend. <laughs> You know, I just, it's, it's not a free for all like it used to be. I love to cook and entertain for people, but I said, no, I have to keep myself and my son safe. Especially if you've been through cancer and that. Yeah. yeah, And, and he has a compromised, you know, health issue too. So I'm like, absolutely not. No way. You know, I tell people, please don't take it wrong. I'm not apologizing, but I said, it's, it's about safety and I work in a hospital. So Lord knows what's crawling on my body. You know, and I, I don't want to expose people. So that, that's my testimony. That's me in a nutshell. Um, you know, um, but I will give you the shirt off my back. I will help you if I can. If I can't help you, I will find something or someone, you know, but I'm right there. Yeah. So why don't we start talking about your music? Because you have a very powerful voice. Uh, and you use it very well. So what inspired you to first get it's into called music? a mommy voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife could probably attest to that too, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, mommy voice works very well. Um, I've never had vocal lessons up until two years ago. Uh, there, she's she. We became friends. I took some lessons off of her. She's a nurse too. Um, and I wanted to know the mechanics of singing. So I've been singing all my life, you know, before I joined my first band in 96, um, I sang in church. First time I sang in church in a choir was at 15 and I did a solo. It was horrible. Oh my God. And it was bad. It was bad. And so that's how I developed my stage fright. And I still have stage fright, but it's not like it was throughout the years. Um, And then the last several years, you know, when I first started out, like my own band, I would get tired. And like every year for about 10 years, I would say, this is it. I'm done. This is the last year I'm singing, not doing this anymore. But then something always happens at one of my shows or someone will send me a message, you know, how my performance or my performance and my band, you know, how it moved them, how it triggered something positive in them. So uh, several years now, I stopped saying that and I had to go into prayer about that. I'm like, okay, Lord, so what's, what, what am I to do with this? Um, and listening to all the signs that he's been giving me, um, I am to share what he has given me. And I am not allowed to think that I'm all that in a bag of chips. And my mother has even said that. She's like, don't go out there thinking you're all that in a bag of chips because there's always somebody better than you. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. But she's right. Yeah. So the only person I'm trying to be better, better than is the person I was yesterday. That's a good way to look um, You know, yeah, I'm always trying to do better. Not the person I was six years ago, but that person the day before. I'm always trying to outdo that person than I was. And, you know, I, I do that in the music and I sing blues and I'm a blues singer that does gospel. I love doing both and I love combining both because not only am I telling a story, but I'm also sharing spirituality and emotion. 
And there's a pastor, Pastor Greg Spencer, I'm going to put your name out there. Um, Trinity United Methodist Church in Brackenridge. I have done some recordings um, for his church for him throughout the whole pandemic. Um, it's not my home church. My home church is Ambassador Baptist here. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I was having epiphanies left or right. And I said, I want to do something in the ministry. I said, I don't know if I have the time or the money to go to school. I said, maybe through my music, maybe through testimonies. Um, and so he came up with this idea every Tuesday evening at a place called Steamworks Creative in Gibsonia, PA. For an hour, there'll be a guest musician. Um, sometimes they give their own testimony and then he'll do a message, give the word, and then the musician will finish out with music. I've done that a couple of times. I'm getting ready to do that again, you know, and he said, maybe that's the way you're going to minister to people is through music. And he's right. Every single show I've done for the last several years, people or someone will come up and say, you know, they love what I did, what the band did, that one song they can relate to. And then I'll get requests of songs that I try to kick out of the song list. And they're like, are you going to do that one song? You know, and, and I always get that. And it's okay. You know, it, it's quite all right. So, you know, for me, the music is about, it's a healer. It truly is. And whenever I, you know, do the work that I do, I used to sing when I used to be a bedside nurse, I used to sing going up and down the hall at night, just, you know, humming or singing because I was worried about a patient or patients or something's going on. And that helped me focus. And then once it helped me focus, and then some patients heard me, they're like, you sing. I'm like, yeah, I do. But I said, you know, I'm worried about you. So, you know, I have to keep my mind focused on what I'm supposed to do for you. And, you know, people like that. So I ended up singing. I haven't done it since 20, March of 2020, but there's a program here called Music Smiles. And it's through the Sonny Pugar um, Memorial Fund and his wife, Annie um, heads it. She still runs it after all these years. Sonny was a drummer, a great drummer from what I understand. I never got to meet him. He passed away of pancreatic cancer years ago, but he and his wife started that program. And what they do is they commission musicians to go sing in hospitals, in nursing homes, in institutes. And I'm telling you, if you're the type of person you're into people and you watch every single person, and I do that now, you know, they may sit there with a frown, but all of a sudden you see a foot moving or you might see a baby finger moving or you might see their eyes blinking fast if they're not a talker and you know you're getting to them. So to me, music is a reach out method um, for me. And that's why I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. And I get such an energy charge. Sorry, I could go on all day about this. <laughs> that is all right. You have an upcoming song, Something to Believe In. What is the <sighs> inspiration behind that song? And, and what is it about? So it's a cover song written by Frank Wildhorn. I always like to give props where props are due. And um, I had went to Michael Stover, my publicist. Originally, I said, you know, I was trying to find somebody who, you know, like a music director that, you know, if I come up with a song or somebody got a song, you know, I could present it to them and they could probably, you know, work with it. 
Well, he connected me with Brian Cole, who produced the song, you know, Something to Believe in Me singing it. Brian knew of me and I knew of him eventually. He kind of, you know, we met um, years ago at an open jam session. So Brian's very talented. He's a great musician. And, you know, he, he takes his work very seriously. So I did tell him, I said, you know, you have to get on me. You know, at first he presented the song, like, ah, because I thought it was a love song. It was sung by Linda Etter. I believe that's her last name. And, but Brian said, you know, back in 2020, given the way the climate is in the world, people need a song like this. And he said, with my voice, you can take that song and turn it into a song of hope, a song of praise. And, you know, with his, um, with his guidance, instrumentation, and um, my cousin, I know, he put a little bit of that background vocals, and so did Brian, and, you know, come up with that. And if you listen to it at the end of the song, you hear Martin Luther King's part of his speech, I Have a Dream. And when it was all said and done, yeah, before he released it, I heard it. And, you know, I started crying. I said, this is the perfect song that I could listen to. Or, you know, if I'm sitting at my desk and something's going on, I can just refer back to that song. You know, if I'm having a rough day, something tragic happened, if somebody I know, or even to me personally, like, that's the song that I want to relate to. And um, it's had about 195,000 Spotify streams so far since it was released. (laughs) So, yay. Yeah, thank you, people. Since it was released actually last April 24th, April 24th, 2015, my mother passed away. So I figured this would be something for my siblings. And before I actually had it released, I had my siblings listen to it, the two that are still living, and they loved it. So, you know, um, so yeah, that's that's how that all came about. And as you, you've touched on, how have you seen God at work in your music and through your music? Um, I've seen him at work, well, number one, with my bandmates. Um, you know, I, the blues band, um, a combined effort, probably had them these same guys since 2009, um, each one joined. My guitar player, I knew for years, he was in the first band and he was leaving as I was coming in, my first band, my organized band. It's about the chemistry and it's about respect. And my home cooking band is the same way. And, you know, my acoustic guitar player, Mike, he does a lot for the church. And he's always trying to come up with Christian songs for me, you know, which which is great. And I know that's how God, he, every single time I tell people, I said, he's throwing bricks at me. They're like, what do you mean? I said, sometimes I don't pay attention, but I've been doing it in the last couple of years, paying attention. Like, I'm like, oh, that was a hint. That, that was that God throwing that brick at me, you know, and watching how people respond to the music that I deliver to them. And even the promoters and venues that I sing at, you know, I tell them, I, you know, I only, I only get one life and my voice is part of that life. And so I've got to believe in what I'm doing. 
And I believe in what I'm doing because God has that much that he believes in me to do what he wants me to do is through my voice. And through my voice, you know, that gives off to my audience, to friends, you know, to fans, family. And I, I see that's how he's working. That's the ministry. I have a shirt that says music is ministry. And so I wear that every now and then. I said, because I've had this epiphany, I'm supposed to do this, this, and this. And that's how I know, you know, God is right there with me. He has always been with me. I have just been more open now to that fact. Yeah. And there's always challenges with everything that you do. What's been the most difficult part about, about following your, your music dream? <laughs> Working full time as a nurse, although I love being a nurse. I swear I do. You know, I can retire anytime after today because today's my birthday. So, you know, I can retire anytime. Um, I think that's the biggest challenge because there were periods in my life that, you know, some tragic things happened and I, and I fell into a black hole. And so to get out of that black hole, I was performing every weekend, sometimes two, three times, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes having two shows in one day. And, you know, that's not good in the long run, especially if you're working full time, 40 hours a week, you know, and you're doing shows on the weekend, you have no time for yourself. You have no time for your family, you know, and certainly I have to admit this. I caught myself. I didn't have time for God. And that wasn't cool. So he had to put me in my place. And I have found, I actually feel so much better because it's not about me when I do the music. It's just not. It's about whose spirit, heart, or mind can I touch today or, you know, when I'm singing out. So, you know, that's just the whole meaning you know, in a nutshell for me. Well, and you're very upbeat when you sing uh, and you can feel that you have a love and a passion for the music. Um, how does it feel when you're in front of a crowd to, to be singing? <laughs> Scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the stage fright, but you know what I'm going to tell you? Um, to get over the stage fright for me, what I had to finally do is pretend it was me and that audience and I'm saying to me up on the stage, look, my friends told me about you. I never heard of you. I'm really not into what you do from what I hear. You know, I've seen some of your videos out there. I'm like, but I want to see the real thing. You need to entertain me. At least keep me here for an hour, you know. Um, and then I'm always focusing on that. And then my second thing that I do is I... I I get to know my audience soon as I walk into the venue before we even start. Um, and that tells me what I need to do. Do I need to bring it up, you know, a few notches? Do I need to leave it there? Um, and then, like I said um, earlier in our conversation, I have a tendency to watch people. I may not hit every individual because there's a lot of individuals I sing in front of. And there's some, you know, I've sang in front of a handful. But I look at their body motion and body motion tells a lot. Some people try to hide their body motion. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, you know, that's not going to work with me. You know, I'm saying to myself. And so that's important. So when, and then my goal is to get people up dancing. My first song, people should be dancing by my fifth song. 
And, you know, God bless you. You can dance all three hours, three sets, you know, there's 15 songs. And he said, if you can do that. I love you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's wonderful. Give me your secret. Um, but if I have you up dancing at least two times that whole night, that one, two or three hours that I'm there, then I've done what I had to do. And you've won some awards doing it too. Um, what are some of the awards you've won? Well, <laughs> um, it all started 2008, went to West Virginia and I won um, the West Virginia Blues Society. That's no longer, you know, a Blues Society, but back then I won for Best Blues Band. And then in 2012 for um, the Blues Society of Western Pennsylvania, I won for Best Duo Act. And out of those two challenges, you get to go to Memphis for the... Um, the international blues competition, which I didn't win or place, but it was just nice to go. And my goal was to um, network. The first time I had no clue, had no idea, but the second time was a little bit better, but I had friends, my boyfriend was with me. I'm like, oh, so I couldn't really network. Um, and then over the years here in Pittsburgh, we have something called Iron City Rocks. I've won a few times for Best Blues Band. Um, my second album that came out in 2017, Lady to Blues, have won for Best Album. Uh, there is um, overseas the Red Carpet uh, Music Awards and from out of Netherlands um, for 20, I think it's 20, let me say 2020. I won for best cover song, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, other things. Uh, readers, Pittsburgh Readers Poll for best, you know, blues entertainment. I've won, you know, that. And I also won one that looks like it's, I think it's international, um, best modern soul um, for modern soul um, musician. Um, but that entails if, you know, the music that you do, the, you know, that you bring, um, it kind of, it re is supposed to reach people. It goes beyond just, you know, performing or just doing the music. So I won, you know, I won, uh, for that for 20, no, 21. No, what is it? 21, 22, I think. So, yeah, that's it's what amazing, I especially overseas. Like you see, you see that, like, I'm always surprised with my own podcast, just seeing all the different countries pop up on the list of people who are yeah. listening to things. I'm like, wow, like God just right. brings it where it needs to go. And it's, it's just amazing to see him work at, work at that. Absolutely. Yep. And my music is being played all over the world, which is so nice, you know, from UK to Australia, South Africa, the Netherlands, France. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, the podcast, you guys, um, the DJs, and even venues, I have a band, uh, friends of a band, uh, Bill, Toms, and Hard Rain. They were in Italy um, a few years back. And uh, one of them posted a video where the venue they were playing at was playing my music. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that is so cool. And I said, please tell me, you know, the venue. I said, thank you so much. I love you. Maybe I'll get to come there, you know, one year. I did have a European tour, but it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah, so I'm, a lot of things. Yeah, and I'm hoping to hopefully I can get over there, you know, next year, if not 2024, as long as the good Lord still has me vacate. I call it vacationing on this earth. You know, I'm ready to go. Got my passport. I'm ready to go. I want to sing and perform. I want to meet people. I want to say hi. Let's do this. You know, 
let's get to know each other through music so well if you ever need somebody to come along with you on tour and uh do some uh podcasting <laughs> while you're on tour just give me a shout. well tony i will keep you in mind yeah that's funny because it could people be fun found out i had a european tour about two three years ago they're like if you need a guitar player i said no they the promoter actually have a band already put together and actually the guitar player i'm friends with him he uh him and his wife it's Little Red and Red Rooster, and they're wonderful. He's from France, and she's from here. And I didn't know that they had recommended me. And I'm, I will always be so forever grateful to them. Um, they are great. They do. I love the way he plays guitar. And, you know, I love her curly red hair. <laughs> and it's Little Red. Um, and, but they're wonderful. I met them in Ohio at a blues challenge um, several years back. So, you know, and they're, they're, to, they're the nicest people. They are very down to earth. We're always like back and forth on social media, liking things, you know, but they're very talented. I, I, I hope they can come to actually Pittsburgh to play. They played outside of Pittsburgh. And I'm like, oh, I work. It's too late for me to drive on the highway. But, you know, I, I'm right there supporting people. You know, that's what I like about what I do. And a lot of musicians like to work with me because, you know, I, sorry, I'm not a prima donna. The only thing I ask is have bottled water for me. If you don't have bottled water, your name's mud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I try to get along with people because, you know, when you get along with people, believe me, word of mouth, you're recommended. And I've gotten recommended to sing on people's albums, which is, you know, I'm so grateful. Um, I've got to sing tributes. Matter of fact, there's a lady here. She's Pittsburgh Queen of the Blues. She died um, not too long ago this year. Um, Jill West, there's a big tribute in all these big name musicians in Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so humble. Um, and it's at the end of June, June 26th. And Jill was not only the worst uh, nurse, she was an OR nurse, but she was a giving person. And there are a lot of stories about, you know, about Jill. So Hopefully, you know, I have my story and how I met her and I found out she was a nurse. I'm like, yes, nurses rule. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to do that because, you know, it's really nice to pay tribute to someone who has given back to mankind. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's cousin is a nurse in Houston and uh, in the children's hospital. And definitely you appreciate nurses and what they do. My, my own stepmom used to be a nurse um, until it got to be a little bit too much for her. And then she ended up. Yeah ended up going into more of the nutrition side of things on uh, in, in nutrition stores and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I probably appreciate what they do because it's, it's incredible the stuff that they go through and, right. and same with doctors and the danger that, that they go through every, every day, especially during this COVID period. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You have to reach out to all, all the people, anybody who wears uniforms or scrubs, it's like, it's like, give them their due. They, they deserve it. Yeah. Um, yep, absolutely. And what is is one piece of advice that you would give young blues musicians out there who just just want to go out there and sing? What advice would you have for them? Oh yeah, I I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions. I always have like a different but some of the same answers. My advice, first of all, is to learn your instrument. 
you will always be learning. You will always find something new, something different, but keep up your skills, whether you play guitar, drums, harmonica, your voice is also an instrument, sing, um, and surround yourself with people, you know, you're on, you have the same chemistry. You're going to argue, you're going to argue like cats and dogs, it happens, but at the end of the day, you know, make sure you respect each other. Have self-respect for yourself and respect the other person and believe in each other. Believe in what you do. Self-respect yourself, because if you do those two things, then that will feed off of other people and other people will want to work with you. And don't be afraid to work hard. You're going to come up against roadblocks like I have and I still do. But, you know, and I used to let that get me down. I used to, you know, become so sad. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. But you know, I love what I do. I think it's important what I do. Um, so, you know, make sure, yeah, there's going to be days it's like, uh, you know, you just want to throw in a towel. You just want to give up. Don't give up. You know, there's a song out there that, and I actually um, do, Eric, it's by Eric Bibb. It's called Don't Let Nothing or Nobody Drag Your Spirit Down. And that's kind of been my motto. I tell people, don't let nothing drag your spirit down. For what? Really? You know, always ask yourself, why did I get into this in the first place? Always, always ask yourself if you ever have doubt. And, you know, um, the last thing I can't stress anymore, have some faith. You know, if you're Christian based, you need to go to God in prayer. You need to you need to put yourself in his unchanging hand and say, okay. I'm here, here I am. I'm just gonna let this go because this is you taking over. And you'd be surprised. You really would be surprised. He may not come, you know, that day, that evening, that week, but he will come when you least expect it. And he and it's called he always comes right on time. I've been hearing that all my life. Even yeah. a little kid, I hear the adults talking about it. So yeah, that's my advice for any, whatever music you're getting into, whatever you want to do, you know, and, and you know what, there's nothing wrong with promoting yourself. If you end up being your own promoter and agent, booking agent, I'm my own booking agent. Hello. Yes. I've been doing it. Nobody else wants to do it. It's too much. And I love booking. Um, be your own booking agent, be your own promoter, you know, be your own advertisement. If you have time and you want to do that, that's great. If you don't, um, if you need somebody, you know, a publicist, go to Michael Stever. <laughs> he's my publicist. And he's a he's great, a great guy. guy. I've been enjoying working with him. Management. Yes. Yeah. He is a great guy and he will work hard for you. You need to work hard for him and what he's giving you too. So if you need a publicist, that's my advice. Yeah. I've been working closer to him and I've, I, he's a great guy. He's got a good sense of humor too. I, big shout out to you, Michael. You work hard. You're yeah. awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for coming on uh, the main segment here. Uh, I uh, have enjoyed our chat and uh, hopefully we'll see you back on another time with some more of your music. Absolutely. I've got, I'm working on um, a single and a friend of mine who passed away suddenly back in November, um, a song that he wrote um, that he, you know, he gave to me. He's like here, we actually, my acoustic band, we did a video and then, um, I always get sad when I think about him. He's such a great guy. And he was, he was a Christian man. You know, he and his wife, they're, they're just wonderful people. And he, you know, um, he passed away suddenly with a heart attack. He was actually rehearsing um, with his church band on a Sunday. 
getting ready, you know, and he, you know, he dropped out of a heart attack. Oh, so, shoot. you know, shout out to Mike Lazinga. You know, he, he um, you know, that part makes me sad, but what makes me glad is that he has a lot of people around the world who loves him and he's from West Virginia. And I always tease him like, dude, how are you like all famous? You're from West Virginia. <laughs> so, you know, and Isn't then- that only um, for lovers? I, yeah, <laughs> West Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> So, a matter of fact, the song that he wrote, it is a, it's a great um, love song. So I'm excited to be able to do that. And then my blues album is going to be all, it's a roots and blues album. Um, the songs are written by Mike Sweeney, who's the bass player here in Pittsburgh. And it's all original. And it takes, it, 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 it takes me back to my beginnings. Like my parents are both from the South. So I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm just praying that I can just, Make the time, get them both done before the summer is out. So that's my goal. All right. Well, thanks again. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. Same here. And God bless. And please stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much. Please support Tony um, on his podcast. And I really appreciate it. Well, I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show. And I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh, for the Lord right now. Uh, if I haven't got back to you, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking with each of you and interviewing you. And uh, keep tuning into the show. There, there's lots of, of new people that are coming on here. And if you're considering wanting to, to come on the show, uh, just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com. And uh, I will get back to you.